0: If you know Melissa Ward at all, you know that this is my favorite time of the year. And it is finally December. It's December 2nd. Woo! We made it. We made it. Christmas preparation is in full swing. I don't know about you, but um, Christmas prep for me doesn't just start... Woo! My shoe just got caught. In December, I start long before December thinking about Christmas. It kind of starts in the summertime. Um, there's nothing like Hallmark Christmas in July. I love it. I love it, love it. Um, but a lot of preparation takes place for me long before December rolls around on the calendar. I'm thinking about it. I'm dreaming about it. I'm planning about it. I love, love, love this time of year. But the big day happens on Black Friday. That is the day when everything in my world changes. Preparing for Christmas begins in full, for, in full force. Furniture is moved. Thank you, Tony Ward. Everyday decorations come down. I was actually looking through my living room the other day, and there's not one thing that's there normally except the big furniture and the TV, of course. Everything changes in that room. Christmas descends from the attic like angels and glory. (laughs) Days of decorating ensue, my husband loves, this time of year. Everywhere you look is Christmas, even in the bathroom. That's just preparing the house. And I don't know about you, then comes the rest of the list. We have family pictures and matching outfits. I miss those days that I could tell my kids what to wear and to smile. I want to see the teeth. Christmas cards have to be written. Shopping for gifts, wrapping presents, baking, parties, unexpected gift exchanges. Don't you love that? Just go to your closet, find something. Family gatherings, cooking. Then you have the pinnacle prep of Christmas, Christmas Eve Christmas Eve is kind of stressful. It has been. It's a lot easier now that we don't have kids actually in the home. But you're cooking. You're baking. You're wrapping. You're getting those last-minute gifts. You're putting together toys. I actually miss that. You're up late. You get those kids off to bed after the Christmas Eve service. Christmas Eve service, come join us. You're putting those toys together. You're filling stockings, and you drop into bed exhausted. But you have new jammies on because you just opened them a little while ago. You're looking good for Santa to come. The list can go on and on. And I don't know what your December looks like, but they can become so busy. They can become so crazy. And it can actually be a very stressful month. We've prepared for Christmas. But have we prepared him room? This month we're talking about preparing him room. And him is Jesus. Have you prepared him room? My house is fully prepared for Christmas. Gifts are being bought. Gifts are being wrapped. We have, I have the list of what we're having on Christmas Day. I have the list of the goodies that need to be made. Christmas is, is prepped and ready to go. But have we prepared him room? We're going to take a little quiz because we're going to go to a passage of Scripture that you may think, what? We're going to go to Luke 10. In verse thirty-eight and forty-two. But before um, I read that, I just want to ask you something. When I said that it's December second, did your heart go, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I only have twenty-three days left"? Did did the list of things begin to go through your mind of what you need to, what needs to happen in the next twenty-three days? Did your heart begin to go, "Oh my gosh, I got to get this gift. I got to do this. I got the list just begin to go through your mind." If that did, you're a Martha. And we're going to talk about Martha. If I said December 2nd, you're like, what? It's December already? That you had no idea what day it was and you have no cares or concern? You're probably Mary. Let's read this. Luke 10, 38 and 42 says this. Now it happened as they went. That he, Jesus, entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. I want to take a moment. Let's just pause right there. As a full-fledged card-carrying. Capital M, Martha. I get it. Here's Martha. She is working her tail off in that kitchen. And where's Mary? At the feet of Jesus. I don't think that it read, Lord, do you not care that my sister was left alone to serve? It was like, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that I'm working my tail off in there? I'm Basting the chicken. I'm coat. Chicken? Who has chicken? Turkey? We have turkey and ham. Do you not care that I'm frosting these cookies? Do you not care that I've wrapped all these gifts and dick? Do you not care? And my sister sits there. It wasn't just, Jesus, don't you care? Tell her to help me. Let's go on. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her. It's interesting that it ends right there. There's no other, there's no other verses. We have no follow-up of what happens after this verse ends. It actually is only, this passage is only found in Luke, and going into Luke 11, it goes into the Lord's Prayer. I think Martha probably needed to read that Lord's Prayer because after this, in my own imagination, I'm thinking, you know what? If I was Martha and I am, very much a Martha, I would have glared at Mary. And you know what? The minute Jesus left, his hind parts barely get out that door. Could you imagine the conversation that probably happened? These were sisters. I cannot believe that you just sat there and let me do everything. If I had been scolded by Jesus, my little lower lip probably would have quivered a little bit. My eyes probably would have filled with water. I probably would have had to go to the kitchen and had a little time out before figuring out what I needed to do. It's funny to me to think about what might have happened after Jesus left. But I want us to just look a little bit about Martha. See, Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. They had a relationship. It wasn't just a haphazard thing. She knew Jesus. They had a relationship, and she invited him into her home. She had the gift of hospitality. That was her gifting. She loved to serve. She loved to make sure that everybody was fed well around that table. But this is what happened. She became distracted with serving. And I don't know about you, but the month of December can bring a lot of distractions for us. There's a lot of things happening. This calendar is full. Not only our church calendar, but your calendars are full. You have family. You have work things. There's so much going on in the month of December that we can become distracted. Even in doing the good things. She was distracted with serving. They needed to eat. Jesus had been traveling. She knew that he needed some food in his tummy. But we can get so distracted by serving. And with that distraction, distraction comes frustration. She became very frustrated with Mary. And can you see, you know, they didn't have homes like we do where it's all open concept, where everybody can just be in the house and you're kind of part of the party. You're part of the conversation. And I can only imagine Martha in there cooking and doing all the things that she was doing in hearing Mary laugh. <laughs> That's funny, Jesus. In hearing conversation, but not really being able to hear the conversation. She wasn't able to be a part of it. She was only hearing that. the the loudness of a conversation, and so envying to be in there. I've been there as a Martha where I'm working my tail off, and all I want, I want a little Mary in me. I want to know what that's like. But she became frustrated with Mary. And this is what happened with her. She missed what was important. Eating is important. Keeping house is important. Presents are important this time of year. But in that moment, she missed what was important. For all of us Marthas, don't become so distracted in serving. Yes, things need to be done. But the most important thing right then, in that moment, was to be at the feet of Jesus next to Mary. And sometimes we miss that. Don't miss what's important. Now let's talk about Mary a little bit. She, in this scripture, is really highlighted for doing the right thing at the moment. She sat at the feet of Jesus and was listening. Time in the presence of Jesus is so important. And we miss that this time of year. We get so busy that we're doing all of this stuff that we don't take the time to be in the presence of Jesus. Being with your family And your friends are important, and sometimes we miss that in serving. Jesus said she had chosen the good part in that moment. If you're a Mary, enjoy life. Receive, sit at the foot of Jesus, have fun with your family and friends. But this is what I want to say to the Marys. Get off your fanny, help the Marthas so we all can have a little fun. How about that? Okay, can we do that? (laughs) It's no fun to not be part of the party and, and to not be part of that. So Mary's, come on, let's just get the work done so we all can enjoy. In the hustle and bustle of Christmas, can we just take a moment and breathe? Can we take a moment from the Christmas prep and can we prepare him room? Luke 2, 1 through 7 says this, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, The days were completed for her to be delivered. I cannot read this story without crying. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Did you hear that? There was no room for him in the inn. See, Bethlehem was bustling. Hustle and bustle Because of this census, everybody had to go to their hometown. The city was crowded. And when Mary and Joseph got there, there was no room. There was no room for them. Nothing had been prepared for him. It wasn't like today where we can just get online early and book a a room. Nothing had been prepared for Jesus, his coming The Savior of the world was being born, but there was not room. So we find that the birth of Jesus is done in a stable because that's all that was available. It's sad to me that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, did not come with pomp and circumstance. He did not come in the finest hotel Nothing was prepared for him, only a stable. And this is what's so amazing. Even when we don't make room, Jesus still comes. He still comes. He came that night regardless whether there was room in the inn. He came that night. Think about the hustle and bustle that was happening in that city. And only a few people got to experience the birth of Jesus Christ. Mary, Joseph, some animals, and the shepherds. They were the only ones that knew that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was on earth. How sad that is to think about. That in this city that was packed full of people, that only a handful of people had made him room. Church, when we don't make him room, we're the ones that miss out. When we don't make him room, we're the ones that don't get to experience what those shepherds experienced. Could you imagine what they experienced? Even the animals experienced something that we didn't get to experience, that people in that town didn't get to experience. When we don't make him room, we lose out. God wants relationship with us, not just at Christmas time every day. Matthew one twenty one through twenty-three says this, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel which is called God with us. That was the plan. From all the beginning was that God wanted relationship with us. And he had to send his son to do it. He sent his son as a baby to experience everything that we're going to experience to be with us. How different that night of his birth would have been had there been a crowd around I would have wanted to be there, wouldn't you? Cheering Mary on. Woo! When Jesus was born, when you hear that first cry, we get so excited in, in our own lives when we hear that baby cry. Could you imagine hearing the cry of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one that came to save our souls? That's what he came for. But yet if we don't make him room, we miss it. We miss it. God wants to be with us. He sent his son to be with us. God with us. Have you prepared him room? Revelations 3.20 says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in with him and dine with him and he with me. That is an invitation. An invitation to say, Jesus is knocking on your door. Will you prepare him room? You know what? He doesn't care what it looks like inside your house. He doesn't care if it's dusty. He doesn't care if it's not all decorated for Christmas. He doesn't care because he wants to come in and do a work in us. The preparation is just opening that door. Open that door and let Christ come in. Open that door and, and fight him in. Prepare him room and let him come in. So how do we prepare him room? We have 23 days until Christmas. Woo! Tyler, woo! I'm so excited. 23 days. So this is what I want to encourage you with. As we're preparing for Christmas, include him. As we're preparing for Christmas, as we're doing all of our traditions, as we're doing all of our festivities, include Jesus. Here's some ways to do that. I don't know about you, but um, I love the lights of Christmas. I love to just turn off the lights in the house and just have that tree going. There's something about that glow of that Christmas tree as the lights are reflecting off all the ornaments. It's beautiful. You know what? Turn those lights off. Sit and stare at that tree and think about how God is the light of the world. I did that this morning. I got up early, turned on my Christmas tree in my dining room. Yes, I have one in my dining room. I have one in my bedroom. I have one in every room of the house. But I just turned that on, and everything else was dark, and it was quiet. And to just sit and look and think about Jesus. Jesus. As you're preparing for Christmas and you're pulling out your ornaments and you're pulling out your decorations and you're doing all the things that you're going to do, thank God for the people in your life. Thank Jesus for all that he has provided you. As I was decorating last week, I would pull out something and maybe it was something that somebody gave me. And it's like, that's awesome. You just, all of these things have meaning. All of these things have somebody attached to them. And I'm just like, thank you, God. I looked at my boxes of my kids' ornaments. And I'll say this in public so she can't hurt me later. I broke one of my daughters, and I actually cried. It was so sad. But it fell off the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was your Volkswagen bug that I loved. I loved that ornament. I put it on the tree every year. I'll try to find another one. But all of those those ornaments have memories from the baby's first Christmas one to all of their years of sports and all of the things that they were into during that, that year, that year of their life. And now I'm starting over with grandbabies and all of those things have memories. All of those things have people attached to them. Be thankful for those people. Be thankful for those people. Thank Jesus for everything that you've been given. I've also been thinking about as I've been decorating how people in our world have lost everything. I think about the people in California that have lost everything. And they don't have an attic to climb up into and pull down years and years. I have 30-some years. I actually have more. I have a stocking from when I was a kid that hangs. So that's 40-some years A memory that there's people in this world that they don't have that today. We're blessed. If you can crawl up in an attic or get into a closet and pull out something, we're blessed. We need to thank Jesus for that. We need to thank God for all of that. Again, just another way to bring Jesus into our Christmas. Think about the Christmas songs we sing. The message of joy. The message of salvation and hope and faithfulness. Like we sang today, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Have you ever thought about that? The joy that this baby brought that night. Again, only a few people experienced it, but we are experiencing it today. The joy of Jesus coming as a baby. The salvation, the hope. Silent night, holy night. What a holy night that was. In a stable in a stable, placing Jesus in a manger. As we were putting this together this weekend, we had Cohen and Whitley with us helping, and um, I laid Cohen in that, and he's like, ah, he didn't want, he didn't not, he's not going to be baby Jesus this year. He will not do it. But thinking about that holy night, holy night. Then there's this very treasured song. You better watch out. better not cry that's not really one but it is one our granddaughter loves that song but this is what i want to say about this we do santa we we did santa with our kids and it's your choice whether you want to do santa or not but i'd want to say this santa cares about the child's behavior jesus cares about our heart jesus cares about our heart enjoy santa sing those songs Do the elf on a shelf. Do whatever we need to do. But Jesus wants our heart. Watch the Nativity movie. There's no greater display of what this season is about than to watch that. Pull that movie out. Get it on Xbox or whatever we need to do. Watch it to see how the King of Kings came into this world. The next thing we can do is spend time with him. Spend time with him. We have helped you do this. In your bulletin, you'll find um, this little um, card, and it's a December Bible reading. And what it is, it's all the scriptures that has to do with the birth of Christ. And I just want to encourage you. It's just a couple of verses a day. Um, For all you um, type A, you'll need to go back and read yesterday's because we're on December 2nd. It's only five or six verses. But it's just a few verses a day that you can take the time, again, to prepare him room, to think about what Christ did, how he came this this Christmas season. Maybe take a few minutes at dinner time and read it as a family. Or before you go to bed, shut those lights off, look at that beautiful tree, and just read some scripture together. But I want to just encourage you to get into the Word. Get in and see who Jesus is. If you really want to go above and beyond... God prepared this beautifully. In the book of Luke, there's 24 chapters. If you read one every day until Christmas, you're going to see the whole, not only the birth of Christ, but his whole life in the month of December. That's just reading one chapter a day. Again, we don't know him unless we're in his word. Prepare him room. Prepare him room. And lastly, I just want to say this. As we're preparing for Christmas, we need to find what's important. As we go back to the Mary and Martha story, see, Mary picked what was important in that moment, and that was to be at the feet of Jesus. We need to decide this in this next few weeks, in the next 23 days, what's important. How do you need to spend your time? I pray that you'll be present with Jesus. Take some time in his word. Take some time in prayer. You know what? Your family and friends want you to be present versus presence. We get so caught up in the wrap, in the gifts, in all of the shopping, in all of the the cooking and the baking and all of that stuff, all the fun stuff that I love to do, it can get in the way of us truly making a room for Jesus. Be present with Jesus. Be present with your friends and your family. Be present in this time. You know what? Without Christ, we don't even have Christmas We have moss, whatever that is. So even as we say the name Christmas, if we're not making him room, it's just activities. It's just buying gifts. It's meaningless without Jesus. So I just want to encourage you, prepare him room. Decide today how you're going to do that. We have 23 days left, and I have purpose this year to make my calendar less busy because I want to prepare him room. After a certain date on this month, I am doing nothing but being with my family and friends and being present. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. If you have not invited Jesus into your heart, this is a great time to do it. He came for you. He came as a baby to save us from our sins. That's what Emmanuel, God with us, came to us. So if you would stand with me this morning, I just want to invite you, and we're going to take a few minutes to prepare him room. You know what your schedule is. You know what your heart is. But first I want to pray, if there's anybody in this room that doesn't know Jesus, we're going to pray right now. Father God, I pray for anyone in this room right now that they have not made the choice and invited Jesus into their heart. God, I pray right now that we would begin to prepare you room to come in, Lord. That we would open that door and invite you in. What an amazing time to receive salvation during this Christmas season. If you want to receive Jesus, just repeat after me in your head, in your heart, whatever you want to do. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Would you please come into my heart and save me from my sin? Would you be Lord of my life? I want to follow you the rest of my days. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for being born for me. And more importantly, thank you for going to the cross for me. I prepare you room today to come into my life and be Lord. And God, for the rest of us, Lord, I just pray that you would just help us. That if we have become distracted by serving, if we have become distracted by all of the things that Christmas entails, Lord, that we would just take a moment right now, Lord, and prepare you room. God, we give you our schedule. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. And God, we just pray that as you did on your birth, that you would just come in and make us alive. God, we pray that this Christmas will be different. That it won't be just about the presents. It won't be just about the cooking and the hustle and bustle. But Lord, that it'll be about you, that we will make a choice to make it about you. Lord, thank you for coming as a baby. Thank you for leaving heaven and coming to this earth to be the light of the world. To show us the way. To be our example. And to lead us to the cross. God, I just pray for every family represented here. God, I pray that they would have a wonderful Christmas season. But I pray they would just be surrounded by love. Surrounded by joy. And surrounded by you, Jesus. God, we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, will you prepare him room? Will you prepare him room in your schedule? Will you prepare him room in your life? Will you prepare him room in your Christmas festivities? He is the greatest gift we've ever received. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it this year. Amen. 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 Have a wonderful December 2nd, 23 days left. Do what you need to do, but make Jesus the center of it. Amen.